welcome to month two of the Beyond Breathwork podcast. I'm very excited and honoured to be here today and have been really looking forward to jumping on and sharing with you. This is probably one of my favourite months and I feel such a pivotal uncovering and revealing when you realise your personal lie. I think for me it was one of the greatest understandings of myself when I revealed my personal lie and this is one of the main things with rebirthing the breath work that I was taught is uncovering your personal lie and as we breathe we start to deepen that connection with ourselves and we start to realize how many untruths we tell ourselves through our thoughts through the thought forms that we've believed in through what we've taken on through conditioning And when we can actually truly just see it as that, a belief, a thought form, something that we believed about ourselves through our conditioning, through what happened to us as a child, we can start to step back and observe it a little bit. We can start to question it. We can start to ask, is that really the truth of who I am? And I think that was the most empowering thing for me when I realized that I had been living my life feeling not good enough pretty much from a little girl, understood, not good enough, which created so many ways of coping, habits, uh, ways of staying in my mind because I constantly was telling myself I wasn't good enough. And through that loop, I would be pushing myself. I would drive myself out. I would give, 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 overdo, and then I'd fall back down the other side into the hole and then I'd have to hide. I'd literally have to come undone and burn out to rest because this personal life for me drove everything I did, everything I felt, all my thoughts, even how I would show up. I would still be creating this, these circumstances and situations in my life through the energy I believed about myself. And that's how powerful the thought form can be. The energy of what we believe ourselves to be is actually what we're actually putting in the universe. And that energy is always drawing in situations, circumstances, people in our lives to trigger that within us, to show us what is actually laying within us. And that's why I love, and I always say this to my clients, and a lot of you will hear me say this many times, that our reactions are our gift. If we can really tune in to what we're reacting to in our relationships, externally to maybe even the news, to what's happening in the world, to anything that triggers you, friends, relationships, whatever comes into your field that you have a reaction to, then you actually get to question that reaction. And when we can drop out of our mind, we can then start to come back into the body and feel what that is. What am I feeling? What is my reaction? I'm really angry. I'm really hurt. Or how could... See, we want to get out of our minds because as soon as we start that process, we can then move into shame and blame and judge it. So what we want to do is we want to step back from like we did last month, observing the mind so we know what thoughts are running through our heads, what we are thinking in any given moment. And that still is a moment-to-moment daily conscious connection you have to have with yourself. I do that all the time now. Like for me, it's a constant check-in. And when I'm moving through some really deep emotion or some past life stuff or whatever is moving through my physical body, I really have to sometimes be conscious moment to moment what my mind is saying, that I'm not moving down the blame and shame, that I'm not off on a tangent 
in a sense, to what my mind is thinking because what it's doing is distracting me from the feeling. So straight away I want to observe those thoughts because most of the time those thoughts will be leading to basically telling me that I'm not good enough, that I'm not doing it in a certain way. So my personal life was not being good enough. And as I've breathed for years and years, you know, any sort of trauma that we have in our life or any situation, circumstance that seems to repeat in our life, we start to lock in that thought form. We lock in it as part of who we are. And then we unconsciously live our life working that hard to prove to the world that we're not that. Instead of leaning into where it came from, how it makes us feel, and then moving into what part of us actually feels that way to clear it, we just keep going around in this loop and we push and we, we do and we give and we doubt everything we do say and feel because there's this little birdie on our shoulder in a sense, our personal lie pushing us into that belief that we aren't something, that we are limited. We are limited from our past. We're limited from who we believe we are to be. But we are not that. And this is the thing. When we start to uncover this and push against it, we're like, oh, wow, I'm really committed to this lie. I actually do a lot of things for a lot of people and to myself that aren't serving me. And this is where you've got to get really clear on the thought and noticing where something's coming up and you're like, I'm doing this because I don't feel good enough. I'm I'm actually overgiving right now because I want them to feel that I'm worthy enough. I'm trying to prove myself or when I'm in a situation that someone is speaking in words I don't understand, straight away I feel dumb and I don't want to answer because I might be wrong. So we can have these, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I'm not lovable, I'm wrong, I'm stupid. You know, there's there will be things that have really from that zero to seven time, been really embedded in your belief system about who you were, that your feelings didn't matter, that there wasn't time for you. So it's really unraveling this thought form through firstly recognising your reactions. That's one way. Doing the personal lie process by asking the questions. And when the questions, you answer the questions, move out of your mind a little and get really simple with it. And don't complicate when you answer because you want it to really come from the heart. And then go, how did that make me feel? How did that make me feel? And and get curious as you ask because the deeper you can allow yourself to open, you'll get to that moment you go, oh, my gosh, I don't feel this way. I really don't feel good enough. And so I am proving to the world that I am good enough through everything I do. That's exhausting. That's an exhausting way of existence when you're constantly not even having to deal with the challenges of life, but you'll constantly challenge yourself in the sense of what you believe, what you believe yourself to be. And if you're constantly sort of coming from the back foot, how can you ever step into who you are and back yourself and be your own cheerleader if you're constantly berating yourself? And this is why we really get to understand our thought forms and what we're thinking because a lot of that self-loathing and things that move through our mind that aren't serving us are just chatter, chatter to keep us distracted from the feeling. And this is why next month we'll move into the body because what we're doing is we've moved from the mind, we're uncovering why we believe ourselves to be something that isn't worthy or good enough or able to be accepted or loved because that keeps us separated 
from ourselves and from creating deeper relationships as well to life, how we show up in life, how we show up for our family, how we show up for our children, how we interact in the world because it really comes back to how we believe ourselves to be. And when we can get really clear on how we believe ourselves to be, it's much easier to show up unapologetically. This is who I am. Yes, sometimes I feel triggered that I might not feel good enough, but I'm going to back myself on this. I'm going to breathe into that feeling and whatever aspect of myself that comes in and says, I don't feel good enough, then I'm going to love and nurture that part. So through this process and all these processes, as we start to deepen into the understanding of ourselves, you really have to show up with loving awareness. We can't do it from the old ways of shame and blame and, you know, berating ourselves and needing to be better and forcing things to happen and, you know, doing affirmations over affirmations until you really uncover this personal lie and create your own affirmation, the, only, the one that really cuts through the, you know, un the beliefs that don't serve you, you're never really going to believe anything. That's that's really what it comes down to. And when I started working with my personal line, realized how much I was doing for others in the sake of wanting to be accepted and loved, wanting to be good enough, I could step back and start to ask myself what I needed. Instead of looking, we started to separate then because we're not looking externally for that fulfillment. We're noticing when we lean into looking for somebody or something to fulfill us and we can step back into our body and go, what do I need? What am I feeling at the moment and what do I need so I can actually give that to myself? We start to be the giver of what we need and that starts to detach us then from the external and this looking and searching for the right answers, for the for the next thing, for the right place, for the we start to really tune in to our intuition, to the truth of who we are beyond the mind. And this is where we want to come back to. So we're moving from now, once we start to reveal that mindset, in a sense, that belief, that structure, that everything we've perceived ourselves to be, we're moving from the head down into the heart and we move into the body. And when we can move into the body and quiet the mind, we're also working with our nervous system as well. So everything sort of works so synergistically in how we react to life and and we learn ways of coping through, you know, firstly our nervous system coming up, but the thoughts are what stops us from even tuning into our nervous system and our body. So we want to really understand why we've created this belief, why we truly believe that we are this way, where it came from, And once you start to question that, you'll notice moments in time, you'll notice things that people have said to you, and you'll notice that you seem to attract things that actually make you feel that way or keep doing the same thing that keeps validating that belief in yourself. And so as you start to lean in and make these choices and and surround yourself with these people, it's stepping back a little bit, go, "Is is this what I need? Is this serving me right now? Do... I truly feel this way anymore. And sometimes when we start interrupting that personal lie where we want to go down the path of berating ourselves for not being good enough and we can interrupt that thought pattern and we go, oh, that's a thought. That's not the truth of who I am. Breathe back into my body. How do I feel? But I'm not that. And then start to affirm it from here. When you get to the feeling, when you come back into your body, 
then you can affirm yourself. You can hold yourself in that belief. And mine was that I am lovable and perfect just as I am. So I wasn't searching anymore. I wasn't looking for someone to fulfill that in me, to tell me I was good enough because I truly longed for that. I really did show off in the world this big open heart longing to be loved. And when I wasn't receiving it and it constantly kept validating I wasn't good enough, and I realised it wasn't really outside of me. Oh, I searched, don't worry, for a really long time. But in the sense of knowing this, it was like something just a veil lifted off my eyes when I realised my personal line went, oh, my God, I've been living my, like, literally down to when I used to model, I'd be the second best. I wouldn't get the job, I'd be the second best, especially jobs that I wanted. I would get jobs and do things, but it was just when I really wanted something, it was like I would sabotage on an unconscious level and it would just pit me in the sense of I just came second or I didn't quite get there. or And then deeper down, there's a lot that I would do and to procrastinate and sabotage myself because if I didn't do it, then it, really I wasn't good enough, I just didn't do it. So then we can get into that side of it where we procrastinate, where we self-sabotage, where we create habits that stop us from even attempting to be better than what we thought we could be or good enough. We just stop doing it at all. And then it's kind of like the self-fulfilling prophecy. Well, I didn't actually do it, so I'm not really not good enough. you know. So this is how the mind works. It's like, oh, well, we didn't really do it. But you are actually abandoning yourself in that moment. And this is what we're trying to do now is we'll move into the inner child work later on, but we want to start realising that thought form because that thought form is attached to many aspects of who we are, our inner child, and how they feel about themselves, our inner teenager as well. And it really does create such a disconnection to our feelings, to our body, to how we show up, to what we're always searching and longing for. And when we can actually slow everything down enough and quiet the mind, we can start to tune into what our body needs, what we need emotionally, what we need physically, what we need spiritually, and it changes all the time. We can't just have one set thing and go, yep, this is it. We're not cookie cutters. We're not, we're not, we're not someone that is going to need the same thing in any given day. And if you're really tuning into yourself, it will ebb and flow. It will get heavy. It will get light. There's dark and light in this whole journey. And that's what I want you to realize. In uncovering this, you get to go, oh, I turned a light on. I turn a light onto this belief, this darkness in a sense that I've kept myself in, this limited space that I've kept myself in that isn't really serving me, that is never and has never been me. And when we do start to change that, it feels uncomfortable because a lot of people will expect you to play a role through that belief. And when you start backing yourself and change that role and you create some boundaries and, and limitations around what is good for you and what isn't, you will have reactions from people. But if you're solid in how you believe and, and that you know you are good enough and you are ready to make this change, it's a conscious choice that you just step back and you love them where they're at and if they're reacting to you, that's their stuff. If you're reacting to them, then okay, we need to work a little deeper. We need to connect a little more. How am I feeling? But if you really are truly wanting to deepen your connection with yourself, move out of feeling like an imposter all the time, really connect and get out of that cycle where you burn out, you push, you give, you do, and then you fall down the other side and you burn out and then you have to hide and there's that self-loathing and shame. We want to get out of that loop. 
And the first port of call is really addressing the mental, the mind chatter, what we're saying and where those beliefs come from. And that's why I just love the personal lie because it's such a revealing moment. And then when you can get to see how um, committed you are to that lie, just how you've created a life to validate this unworthiness or not good enoughness or whatever your personal lie is revealed to be, it's like, oh, my gosh, what have I been doing? And you can actually take the first step into going, I'm observing this in my every interaction. When I ask how I'm feeling, I don't feel good enough. When I can stop creating those situations and circumstances and validate myself for being good enough and addressing the feeling in that moment and then going, it's okay, you are lovable. You are good enough and lovable just as you are. And I can start to nurture myself, the nurturing maybe that I never did receive for someone to see me who I needed to see me in that moment. I feel then I'm showing up for myself. And instead of berating yourself with shame and blame or, um, you know, doing a coping behaviour or mechanism that doesn't serve you where you get to just fall down the hole, you come back to self. You, you learn to stop abandoning yourself through these coping mechanisms. You come back and feel. And what we really want to do is deepen our connection to ourselves so we feel safe to feel again. And that's truly what we're doing with the breath is building a connection with our body and we're starting to clear the deeper layers of those thought forms and beliefs and everything we've locked into our body on a cellular level. And so that's why when we do this process where we start to observe our thoughts, we start to uncover our personal lie, we start to work with the body and the nervousness and then we dive deeper into the depths of the feelings and where they came from, we're really working step by step to create different pathways, rewire ourselves in a different way than we've been conditioned. And to me, it, I have done this work for a really long time and deepening even from my personal lie, I worked through my birth trauma. And my birth trauma, we had a quite a, had a, quite a traumatic birth with my mum and we both nearly died and the room was chaotic and I was left alone. So there was a lot of abandonment even from the first moment I got here. But the chaos part of it for me, the fact that I nearly died, it was like for me I came out into chaos. It was like I was ripped out of mum's stomach in a massive thing where I nearly died and then I came into life and it was chaos. So I've come from my little womb space into the world and for me it was when I was fully alive, if I felt good enough to be fully alive, I was going to die. So for me to find calm and peace and connection and to feel, you know, safe, that was a scary place for me to be because I felt like I was going to die. So that was a, can you see the conundrum? It's like two opposite things. If I'm fully alive, I'm going to die. So, and the chaos I would create in my life to feel comfortable, it was very uncomfortably comfortable, and the stress I would put on my body that my body would create dis-ease and I would move through so many autoimmune things was because of this fear of being fully alive. And if I was fully alive and I was going to die and then I had this whole abandonment issue because mum wasn't near me for two or three days. She was, she was like literally unconscious. So 
these forms stay in our body and when we get to stay with the breath over time, these belief systems start to unravel. You'll find you will have many of those belief systems but you'll find one will really just, ugh, when, it, when you say it, it nearly brings you to tears. And when I connected to my birth and I could understand the depth of those beliefs that I created from the moment I came here from that trauma, and that's why we touch on it in the questioning because I want to bring that awareness. You may not uncover the whole thing and I may do a whole section just on birth, but it's something to bring into your awareness, to have conversations with your mum, how she was feeling, what the relationship was like with dad, you know, how your birth was, were you left alone, how she felt when she was, when she had you as a little one. Because we take on so much, we're a sponge, we're an open, unconscious sponge in the sense of that we're working in our subconscious. So everything from the moment we're birthed is we're creating ideas and perceptions of our, ourselves in the world around us. And then as we get older, we get to that six, seven, we switch across into our logical mind and then we go, oh, okay, of course, mum was feeling like this because of this and dad was doing this because of this. But we have no concept of that before then. So we really ingrain a lot of our belief systems from that young age and then build on them from there. And that's normally through conditioning and things that have happened to us that really we're not aware of. And so as we start to do this work with the breath and as we start to reveal our unconscious patterns, our beliefs, we get to really sort of address them in the now moment in the sense like to unravel what that is, to really allow it to be seen without judgment because we all have light and dark. We all have trauma. We all have a past. We all have a path and a destiny that we are here to follow. So how do we become the best version of ourselves? is to unravel what isn't serving us. And right now we're sitting in the personal line. This is the first step. This is a game changer. To me, the personal lie is like, oh, my gosh, I've been asleep to myself. And then it allows you when you realise that that is just a thought form created from feelings that were never expressed or allowed to be expressed or repressed, then you can start to soften. You can kind of say, oh, that's not really the truth of who I am. And you can back that up. You can show up and you're not abandoning yourself anymore. And then you can move deeper. And so this is the beauty of this sort of, in a sense, process we're building each month. And the commitment you need to make to yourself to this process, in a sense, is Firstly, what is your why? What is your sand kelpa in a sense of why you're doing this work? What do you want to change? And it's a really good commitment to self to, to write down your sand kelpa or maybe I'll put it in the Facebook group for you to actually explore what that is. What is your why? What is the reasoning you want to get to know who you are? Because when we have a why and a reason that we're doing something, it gives it purpose. It makes it feel alive. And to get really clear on what you're looking for inside yourself and how you want to be in the world. When you can really understand that, it gives you more reason to show up beyond the resistance of not wanting to and the sabotage that we create and the busy mind. We can start to make conscious effort on a daily basis from moment to moment on how we relate to ourselves. 
And some days more than other. Some days you'll feel very high vibe and you can start to feel, okay, this feels amazing. How does this feel? Really start to receive more of what you want in your life when it comes. Make sure you check your thoughts. Are you already waiting for something to happen? Are you already going, oh, this feels really amazing. What's, what's going to happen next? Someone, you know, waiting for the, the catch, waiting for the downturn. You know, can I actually fully receive myself and joy and love and be open in my heart? That is the thing as we start to reveal these things. Can I sit and open to myself? Can I receive in this situation? Even when I still don't feel totally good enough, am I still worthy enough to build on the moments that I feel really good, to surrender my body a little bit, even though my thoughts are telling me something different, can my body receive? Can I soften my body to say I feel good enough and I am lovable and worthy? Breathe that in. You know, the receiving part of the breath is the receiving part of the breath is the inhale and letting go of anything that doesn't serve you. So it's in those moments of awareness that you create during the day where you're distracted busy you know having a moment reacting to life come back for a moment breathe into your body what am I feeling why am I doing this what do I need right now breathe check in with yourself it's time right now for us to fully step into this process commit to it with two feet on the ground So you can be really embodied in who you are to open more to receive the gifts, your destiny of life, the understanding of who you are, which is coming back to the heart, which is opening to love, which is to be able to connect deeply with others and to sit in a space that's your own true alignment, that you're not questioning all the time, where am I? And look, we still, I still move through moments of going, oh, what's next? And sometimes life is a chess game. We don't have everything. It's not just one linear, I'd love it to be, one linear line. It just isn't. You know, it's, it's, we, we move and shift and we'll go back. It's, sometimes it's this sort of spiraling inward loop in a sense that you will revisit these things. They will resurface. But it's just for you to be aware and to make different choices not to go back into the mind, oh, my God, why is it happening to me again? And, and falling into that victim space. You are an empowered being. You have everything within you. The universe truly is working for you if you trust it and allow to receive it. But it's also being really honest and turning towards yourself when you uncover these things you don't like when you see your limits and start to be self-responsible with what you're creating, with what you're doing, with the habits that you have learnt over the years to create coping mechanisms to live. It's getting really honest with yourself and questioning everything. Is this working for me now? Where do my values lie? How do I feel? What do I need? Really start to show up for yourself like the adult, in a sense, that you've always wanted to be and have had as a child in any given moment. And it's a powerful shift. And you're going to fail in moments. And you're going to win in others. 
But how do you show up when you do feel like you're failing with loving awareness, with kindness, and go, it's okay. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to do things wrong. But I'm willing to look at that. I'm willing to see that within me and take full self-responsibility for my part and to clear that energy, to transmute that energy in our body because emotions are just energy in motion. And when we can stay with it, when we can hold ourselves through anything in life, through any emotion, most of the time it's just a feeling, we really learn that we are okay. And when you feel okay and safe, you really can show up in the world exactly as who you are. You can start to open to your own alignment, to your own truth, to the gifts that lay within you that you've been wanting to express and explore. But you can't do it if you keep abandoning yourself, if you keep doing the same things you've always done. This is the moment you get to make a choice, a choice for you. It's not for anyone else. This path is your path and only your path. And sometimes people aren't going to understand you and that's okay. My whole family half the time doesn't understand me. (laughs) Most people don't understand me. But it's kind of understanding that that's okay. People don't have to understand you as long as it's in your alignment and you're not doing it as a place from love, then it's in your truth. Back it. Because sometimes you don't know what that moment in time, that, that moment in time that you really back yourself is going to lead to. And the more you do it, each step, you're stepping a deeper path into yourself, a deeper path into who you are. So you have to trust in that. You have to believe in that. And you have to learn to start to receive. So even on this whole journey, it's really starting to, in a sense, clear out what doesn't serve you and then to open to what you need. And when you start to open, we're starting to clear to open the space to receive. And when we can receive, we can be more of who we are. And when we be more of who we are, we feel much more safe to show up in the world and to not hide and close and shut down. We want to open and really expand into what this life is supposed to be. So I'm really looking forward to breathing with you this month and hearing what you've uncovered with your personal line. If you need any help, please reach out because it's such a powerful tool. It's such a, a... revealing I feel and I know how much it has changed my life and keeps changing my life when I actually have those doubts and even in launching this program it's like oh my god what if I'm not good enough what if no one comes and it was like just my little girl and now I know her so well it's like it's okay it's this is your service this is your gift and it will grow if you trust and you do it from your heart we're going to be fine we are good enough and I love you and sometimes that's all it takes to bring that part of you back into alignment so when you move out into anything you do all of you on board every aspect of you is on board and you feel very aligned with what you're sharing giving being and that is you that is yourself and that is more than good enough have a beautiful month and I'm looking forward to breathing with you and please connect anytime any questions And I love you so much and keep showing up for yourself with loving kindness.